Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the non-waterlogged Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you! Thank you! Whoa! Oh, man. Whoa. I just finished swimming here. I know, right? <laughs> well, now we're going to have to explain that because it's a week later when that all <laughs> oh, happened. That's right. Not even a But let's week. explain real fast. Because yeah, uh, you were a hero in this. Well, well you, you, do really what you, stupid. you do what you got to do, you know. Uh, a week ago, well, at the time of this recording, a few days ago, we did a podcast, an unusual, usually scheduled podcast, a Saturday night at 10.30 p.m., at the end of, or toward the end of, the first annual, and it was amazing. I know, Megan, you were mm-hmm. here for some of it. Jerry tried to get here. I came down, but it was the City of Ludlow's Cabin Fever Art and Music Festival. Thank you, by the way, to Guardian Savings Bank, yeah. also jointly owned Union Savings Bank. They were a sponsor for this, that and it was really, an amazing event. By yeah. the way, if you're in the greater Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky, anywhere in this whole region around Cincinnati, and, and you, you need, need a, a home loan, yeah. they are, you know, he's the man, as they say. Yes. This is where you can go, and yes. they're a great company, great interest rates, etc. So the Cabin Fever uh, Art and Music Festival had like 24 bands, 23, 24 bands from all over the world. Mm -hmm. On our podcast alone, we had somebody from Canada, Chicago, Loudonville, Ohio. I'm missing one from somewhere else. They were all from around the country. Yes. Playing at venues all throughout the city of Ludlow. And it was an amazing success, even though it was the first time. It it all benefited the Bootsy Collins Foundation. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of work with uh, disadvantaged kids uh, through musical endeavors, largely. So the deal was, Megan was coming, Jerry was coming, he was in the area hosting The Price is Right. We did The Price is Right, Casino. Gave, away, gave away two refrigerators, a go. trip to um, Hawaii, wow. a trip to Vegas. Nice. Any kayaks? Any, any canoes we, or kayaks or anything? Uh, we could have used them. Though. All right. In <laughs> fact, because I'm leaving out this important uh, meteorology uh, uh, incident. We had a 60-foot flood of the Ohio River in the greater Cincinnati area. 52 feet is flood stage. 60 is is pretty high. Mm -hmm. It it starts to block off roads, and it sadly floods homes in low-lying areas, uh, including tributaries that come into the Ohio. So the city of Ludlow, starting at about, what, Megan, 9.30 in the evening? Yeah, it was probably around 8.45, 9 o'clock, it started to flash flood. So the (laughs) east and west accesses to the city of Ludlow, which is a river town directly across from the downtown area of Cincinnati, got cut off by high water. Mm -hmm. And we realized with a 10.30 podcast, now the artists were all in town. Right. Our, luckily, our sound crew, Ambient Studios, got here in time, and they were all set up. I was back home in Ludlow, but just outside of town on some higher ground, and I got a call from a friend of mine who was trying to get to the podcast and says, the cops have this all blocked off. So uh, Jerry and Megan were trapped on the other side of the water and couldn't get here. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you were able to walk, and, and you walked through water. Uh, I did not. I'm not I want to clarify something, because there's a lot of rumors going around. I did not walk on water. Through. I through. walked through, through water. Yeah. And you know, speaking I of that. I was going to do that. But, but he was um, not going to do that. No, I was not going to do that. I was wearing my Armani suit uh, coming from, and it's dr- it's dry clean only. So yes. there was no way. And Johnson and Murphy out. shoes. Don't you have Johnson oh, and Murphy? Yes. We call them Johnson and Murphs, yes. but Johnson yeah. and Murphy J&Ms shoes. J&M's for those J&M's for the really The driver people. looked at me and said, you know, we can't drive anymore because it obviously was flooded and whatever. Right. And she said, are you going to get out and try and walk? <laughs> Which was what I did. I mean, that was and the I, obvious. I, I, can't I, just walk from here. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> right. And the conversation ended. Uh-huh. She turned around. I suppose and, not then. <laughs> well, it's funny. That's when I called I got... Uh, and Jerry was on the podcast by phone uh, for the first portion. It, it was great. And by the way, thank you to Maria Corelli, yeah, who, yeah, who Maria. played the yes. role of Megan Hills for the evening. Oh, she plays a great Megan. She does. Yeah. <laughs> and she did a great job. We appreciate it. And I got, I don't know, Jerry and Megan, I stopped counting when you get, I, I got 50 to 100 emails. I don't know, some huge number. In that first hour alone, I'm sure. No. Yeah. And no, they all back. said, where, where are Jerry and Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is this guy talking here? My mom literally said, I turned on the podcast and Gene was sitting there with this, that's Maria. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell's going on? So I pulled one email that I felt was kind of representative of most of the emails. And it's a short one and I'll just read it real fast. This is awesome. This is from a reader, from a listener, pardon me, from Austin, Texas. Her name is Savannah. It's addressed to Jerry. Dear Jerry, wow, I listened live to your special show on Saturday, February 24th, set during the Ludlow, Kentucky Cabin Fever Art Music Festival. I'm a regular subscriber to your podcast. Nice. Keep up the good work. It was very nice. That was very nice. So sorry to hear that so many were affected by the flooding of the Ohio River. I heard that neither you nor Megan could get through the floodwaters to do the show. And I learned listening that Gene literally walked from his home in Ludlow <laughs> across the rising river. To nearly, to nearly, (laughs) I have to, I have to back up again. (laughs) Dear Jerry. (laughs) No, no, no. But anyway, Gene walked from his home in Ludlow across the rising river to nearly single-handedly do the show. (laughs) She goes, she goes on. She goes on. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Is it true that he crossed one section of the chest deep rushing water and helped a family by literally <laughs> carrying them, including four small children, on his back? There is talk down Is here in Austin. <laughs> There's talk down here in Austin that, and this is I didn't know about it. I want to call Catfish for it. He's a city council member of Ludlow. <laughs> There's talk down here in Austin that he's being awarded the City of Ludlow Medal of Honor. Is that true? <laughs> she, clo- <laughs> so, <no. laughs> she closes by saying, I just love this. These are the times when we need a thousand Gene Calvins. <laughs> And then, and then Megan, she says, "I hate you." Then she says, <laughs> "Then she says, keep him close to you." <laughs> He's a precious gift. No. Oh come so on. So literally, I'm on the phone with Gene. Well, go ahead, banker. Like 10:30 at night. 
And Gene says to me, and, I'm, and Frank and I are at the bottom of the hill. We're trying to get up. We could go around this hotel and do all this stuff. We finally get up, and the cops are up there. Gene gets on the phone with me, and he goes, well, I mean, I can come down on my bike. <laughs> to, do, That's what I was to do what, sir? I, no, I, I, was, I was getting my reindeer Bonnie and on. I can get on the bike. We'll just come down and yeah. get you. No, I, I, was, yeah, I was coming down. <laughs> yeah. I no, it. it was, um, what a night. It was, but no, the festival was very impressive and the turnout, despite the weather, was really cool. We yeah. were up here for a bit and everybody, it was really, really a cool event. Yeah. Very and it's, cool. and it'll, it will happen again. And, yeah. uh, that was the one time we had a captive audience. <laughs> yeah. No one could leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always am complimenting both the city of Ludlow. I'm a huge booster. And as I say, I live here and I love this place. And it's, it's so evolving mm -hmm. and nobody's being pushed out. It's uh, you know, regular people. I've been here for about 13 years. There are people who have been here second generations and third generations. Mm -hmm. And then there, you know, in every small little town, there's some new, they're available, not necessarily new housing, but housing available. And this creative class is kind of moving in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's growing and growing. And then people come into this festival and I, Catfish told me, he heard some musicians from out of town saying, I think we may follow you guys and come here. It's near cool. a major airport to travel That's to do great. your performing. It's very easy. Across to the street Cincinnati, from a big yeah. city of Cincinnati. It's a great place. It's phenomenal. Creative people moving in. Maybe some of them can figure out a way to deal with floods. I know, right? But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, now, see, Jerry, you're dealing with God there. And, and I'm telling you, you don't. They, you're not going to win that one. <laughs> I know it was going to come out of his mouth there. <laughs> no, right. Just yeah. You just realized that now. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's true. Hey, uh, go to GoFundMe.com, please. GoFundMe.com forward slash music to life oh, if people right. would go do that here's what that is and this culminates on sunday another special podcast so we're doing this one on what are we 27th of february on a tuesday night mm -hmm. march 4th sunday we're going to do a podcast here it's by invitation only paul stuckey the peter paul and mary icon will be here along with his daughter liz sunday who runs their national charity called music to life and they for years have been promoting new songwriters to use part of their creative time to do good with their music in terms of progressive issues. So we did a pilot program in Cincinnati. It's going to grow to other cities where we did the Cincinnati musician activist talent search. Got 24 entries. We have four winners, the grand winner of which will be announced on March 4th at a fundraising party at a private home in Cincinnati. And uh, we have four, Megan and Jerry. I've listened to them now. I had nothing to do with the judging, nor did Jerry. But you got to hear them all? I did today, got to hear them all. So when the reason that Jerry, he was listed as a judge, and then we realized, we, I think we know some of these applicants. It's not fair. He yeah, just pulled it, out. It wouldn't be fair. Yeah. So nobody knew these applicants. I mean, there's no way I'd uh, you know, vote for Casey. But no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. No, yeah. no but, but and, we know. Yeah. So that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. And, and these six <clears> judges, Bootsy Collins, Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary, the head of the Cincy Blues Society, head of CincyMusic.com, Inhaler Radio, an alternative online station, and WIZF, the, the definitive rap station and hip-hop station in Cincinnati. So those judges knew what to look for. Heck yeah. Multi-genres of these 24, and like the winners too. are across genre lines. They are outstanding. So they will be here on Sunday 
for this uh, podcast, followed by this fundraising party. And, you know, there are people who will take an interest in helping uh, sponsor because this ends up being, here's how it ends. They're an art, the winner is, the, is an artist in residence mm-hmm. at a nonprofit that they linked up with in their proposal so that their creativity and their music helps not just some cause that, you know, out that's there. out there. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm helping the, the Freedom Center of Cincinnati or Santa Maria, uh, uh, which is a social work institution in a neighborhood called Price Hill in Cincinnati mm-hmm. or et cetera. So this is very specific and it's wonderful. And if you go to gofundme.com forward slash music to life, M-U-S-I-C-T-O-L-I-F-E, it says donate. You could donate anything, five bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. Now, is there an opportunity for our listeners to hear the entries? Have we put those, um, will that be something that would be an option? I'm going to name them. Yeah, they are. I'm trying to remember if they're on our website today because we have a weekly meeting over the phone. Our crews from around the country and our uh, website people are in L.A. I'm going to name them now, but uh, they will go up there. and, And so it's now known. So we have uh, Casey Campbell teamed up with Crystal Peterson. Casey Campbell is a local songwriter, folk singer, Americana, both writer and performer. Crystal Peterson is of the Queen City Band. Mm -hmm. They teamed up on this, and they're an entry. Harpeth Rising, the Harpeth River is in Tennessee. Harpeth Rising is a three-piece women's group all graduates of musical study at Indiana University oh, that's cool. that then took all of that underpinning of that classical training and at least spent part of their time with this group where they have a fiddler, a banjo player, and a guitarist. And they are and their cause is suicide prevention. Oh, okay. And the lead singer in Harpeth Rising, her brother at age 19 committed suicide and left a box of songs. Oh, to her, wow. not a note. And she wrote this song and, and intends to write a, a, a CD, I would think, mm-hmm. is what they're doing. By the way, the runners-up, the three runners-up will get $1,000 each. Mm-hmm. That's nice chunk. Yeah. The winning group will get 5000 and 5000 in technical support. This is why we're fundraising. We've got to come up with a nut to pay for... Uh, those winners, and also to try to keep this thing moving to the next city. We're mm-hmm. going to do it in New York, L.A. Jerry's involved in all of this. He's a partner in this endeavor, it, along with Paul Stuckey, the Peter, Paul, and Mary icon. And as I say, Paul will be here. He's going to sing here during the podcast with Jerry Springer, and oh, that may be, may be the last we ever hear of Paul Stuckey. Ever. And, it was, I'm, I'm and he had a long run. He had a good run, man. <laughs> he really He's nervous. Did. Yeah. And please tell well, him. tell him that. Say, dude, you, you know, you good made a lot of money off of this. It's, uh, hey, Megan, it had to end sometime. It did. Yeah. And please tell him really I wanted, good at that. I'll, please tell him I want to do it in D. Yeah, really. Yeah, it has to be in D. I sing in L. Yeah. That's normally where one All right, here are the four winners. Casey Campbell teamed up with Crystal Peterson. Cool. Uh, Harpeth Rising, K-Drama, a rapper in Cincinnati and a damn good one that's done a lot of stuff around that's here. That's cool. And the Tillers, a very well-known yeah. regional group. They perform all over the country. So those are the four winning groups. Like the finalists. The, the finalists. Yeah. They're all winners, and they are the finalists for the $5,000. Ends up being ten grand, mm-hmm. And no one knows who that ultimate winner is, and that will get announced at the fundraising party at this private home in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, if anybody wants to go to the private home, message me on Facebook through the Jerry Springer podcast or Gene at JerrySpringer.com, J-E-N-E. And we're going to twist arms at this party. We're not BSing anybody. You may give 20 bucks, 100 bucks. We're trying to get some good chunks of money. We're trying to get some challenge grants that we can match them mm-hmm. nothing bigger than two three four five grand maybe at the top but we're trying to get to twenty thousand bucks of a party of maybe a hundred people right. uh in this lovely home in the neighborhood called high park in cincinnati so again gofundme.com forward slash music to life no amount is too small very cool. please help us out on that very cool event very good i appreciate it and you have been living with this i mean Yeah. Well, to you, no, you you have. Well, I appreciate. I mean, you and I have been through this in life before. We're we are a good team. You have things you do, and no, I'm not not now joking. I'm the face guy. Oh no, you. There are (laughs) things you do that help on this, and you have done that. There are things that I do, and by the way, Liz Sunday is uh, the other half of the get down in the trenches and make it happen. So she and I have been teammates on this. Uh, one other thing, and, and by the way, we have uh, Alex Salcedo from the Harm Brothers. We yeah. love the Harm Brothers, and we love Woo! Alex. And Alex is our musical performer tonight, uh, and I, I think from Portland, Oregon. The Harm Brothers, a number of them are from, like, you know, definitely the West Coast, and I think specifically Portland. Do I have that right, Casey? He's from Portland. Yes. And uh, so he's here, and Jerry's going to talk about, in a second... Uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what the deal is with Donald Trump just never, ever goes after Russia, no matter what. So we want to dig into that a little bit. Before we do that, Jerry, uh, Hannah Mathy, Megan and Jerry, is uh, the Hannah that we know from Folk School Coffee oh, Parlor. Yeah. She's been she's, on our show. She does yeah. the puppetry and she's a... She does a, yeah. the puppetry. She's a singer-songwriter. She's she cool. has occasionally uh, done some performing with the Harm Brothers and... Yeah, she's and she's girl. amazing, yeah. amazingly talented uh, young woman. Among her various things she does, she is doing, she is a tour guide on the Seb- Segway tour in Cincinnati. Do you know what a Segway is? You stand yeah. on this thing, got handlebars, yeah. and it's propelled by leaning forward, mm-hmm. and it feels your motion. Lean forward, it goes. Lean back, it'll I, pull back. I don't care. I'm not going on it. Nah, damn. You're so negative because that's what I was going to pitch to you. He doesn't have the skill set for that. You really don't have the balance, the basic. No, I don't. No. I mean, he's got two wheels. You You don't have to balance it. As we've gone through this stuff, we've talked about him not walking through water. Now he can't do a segue, and you still want him to be able to go on Bear Grylls, right? Yeah, I do. I want to do Bear Grylls. I just want to put that all out there. For him, that's where it all ends. Maybe you know, everything ends somewhere. So you brought this up because she's going to do what? She does. the deal. She said to me, and, I, and she said this to me, I said, Hannah, I can make this happen. No, you can't. I can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, Megan, some of them I can't make happen, even though I say I can. I can make this one happen. Sure. Hannah Matthey wants to have a surprise Jerry Springer podcast tour guiding of a Segway tour through the streets of Cincinnati that these people sign up for a tour. They, they're packed every time they do it. I, and I've done it, Catfish and I, and uh, Jose, our tour guide That's from right. Cuba. When he was in town. We did it. Did that. That's right. Jerry, fifteen people show up. Yes. They've signed up. And 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 there's a tour. There's a tour that Hannah leads, and she talks to them about how to do this, and, and, and about the city. They show up. 
Yes. And they look up and Hannah says, my touring teammate today is, here he is. And they go, holy crap, that's Jerry Springer. Yeah. Can he and you got your little helmet on, you know. Well, you're... if you have your helmet on, they can't tell who you are. Well, why they know you, who you are. Why don't I get my body double <laughs> yeah, right. to put on a helmet and do that? I want to see how long you would last on a Segway. 30 he, seconds, he could do it. maybe? He could do I don't it. think so, Jay. I think you can do it. Speaking <laughs> of Segways, you know... Um... No, 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 no. No, no. Hold on. Hold on, Jerry. That's called professional, ladies Serious and gentlemen. Serious question. <laughs> yes. Serious question. Yeah. You have been the mayor of Cincinnati. You have been a council member for a bunch of years. You All have been of those a news jobs, anchor. I'm on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> and you know, not only know the city frontwards and backwards, but you know when we talk about the development of the riverfront, the yeah. Ted Berry Park down yeah. on the river, Smale yeah. Park. Wasn't there when you were there, but that yeah. was all evolving. The value of the riverfront for park, much like in Chicago, what is that called along Lake Michigan? Grand Park. All that stuff that people you know, inline skate on along the waterfront. Yeah. Is that? Lakeside Drive. Lakeside Drive. Yeah, thank you, David. Lakeside oh, Drive. Oh, I mean the road. Yeah, Lake, yeah. Lake Shore Drive. Lake Shore Drive. But Jerry, you would be the perfect person to, to talk. What? Give well, a tour. When they finish their ride, they come over, we'll sit down, we'll have a cup of coffee, grande mocha, extra whip. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell them about <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll tell them about it. Hey, uh, Casey, <laughs> could you ask, or Catfish, could you ask Maria if she would make for me one of those candy-ass drinks that Jerry gets when he comes here? <laughs> I'd like to have one of those right now. Here comes... Oh, oh, thank you, Catfish. I like it. And that's how I order it. Megan, I come in I and I say, all the baristas drink. know. I always say, I don't care who the barista is, can I get that candy-ass drink Springer wants? And they all say, oh, yeah, Grand Mocha with heavy Grand whipped cream and all. Whip. About six million calories. Absolutely. And I'm a bigger man for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Candy. Like I say, it all ends somewhere. <laughs> Look at that. Speaking of segues. Yeah. <laughs> do we have one? We, yeah, but do we have one? Yeah, how about that Trump guy in Russia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to wait for your drink now. I know, nah, no, we can't they'll talk just slide that. They'll, they'll just slide it. that in here. Yeah, that does slide that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what about uh, Trump and uh, Bush? Is that what you asked? Yeah, me? yeah. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my notes say. <laughs> You've given some thought to it. <laughs> You've actually given some thought to it. Turns out. Turns I, out. You know, you can't turn on the news uh, nowadays, and every day there's at least one story about either the congressional committees or uh, Mueller, something having to do with Trump and Russia or the people around Trump and Russia. And the question is, why does Trump never want to talk about it? You know, on the extreme level, he tries to stop the investigation of it, but never even wants to talk about it, never even wants to. If he's asked a question at a press conference, what about the meddling, he'll immediately say, well, lots of countries do the meddling. In other words, there's never anything negative about Putin, never anything negative about Russia. I'm going to put the collusion issue aside for the moment, because there is no longer a question at all that Russia has meddled in our democracy in our elections with a sophisticated cyber attack against the United States of America. That has happened. 
every intelligence agency, not just here in the United States, but among our allies, everyone reaches the same conclusion. And in fact, in the indictments of those um, 13 uh, Russians, or was 12 Russian and one, I think, American, that were handed down two weeks ago, the indictments, the indictments lay out exactly how Russia meddled. So it isn't just, well, we think they got involved. It's a very sophisticated operation. So we know that. That is no longer an issue. And yet, President Trump refuses to defend us, investigate how it's going on, take action to make sure it doesn't happen again, to strike, we're under attack, to strike back at Russia with a cyber attack, none of that. Think about who Trump attacks on a daily basis with his tweets. He's attacked everybody. He's attacked Muslims, Mexicans, African Americans, Republicans, John McCain, uh, Democrats, women, the courts, the media, CNN, the FBI, Jeff Sessions, football players, basketball players. He goes after everybody. So it's not like, well, he's not a negative kind of guy. Why, we ask, does he not want to touch Russia or Putin? And the conventional wisdom is there are only two possible answers, by the way. The first one is what most people and most pundits seem to say. He's a narcissist. And what Trump cannot fathom, cannot live with, is the idea that his presidency is illegitimate, that he wasn't fairly elected by the, the citizens of America. He can't live with that. And it just kills him that Hillary Clinton got three million more votes than he did. And now, so to admit that Russia could have influenced this election in some small way puts into question now whether even the Electoral College was not affected. And here's what you can say about that. He really, you know, if someone held, God forbid, a, 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 you know, if, God, if I was alone in the room with God and God says, you've got to tell me the truth now, okay, it's just you and me in the room, do you honestly believe that most of the people who voted in America voted for Trump and not Hillary? And the honest answer, if it's just God and me in the room, is no, without Russian help, Trump did not win the election. Now you say, wait a second, you're sounding awfully partisan saying that. But let me explain why it's not. We now know, we now know that the Russians spent millions of dollars on a cyber attack, which include, included bots, social media, creating fake sites with fake news, uh, with a, a, a public campaign in the right-wing media funded in part by the Russians. So they were very active in spending money in the campaign to get negative news, to make up negative news about Hillary. There's no question about that. They've got the evidence. They've got the payments, the bank statements. That's there. So then the only question you could then come back with and say, well, yeah, okay, they spend millions of dollars on these fake websites, getting these stories out about Hillary Clinton. I think one was that she was running a child porno ring in a pizza parlor. I mean, all these stories that they paid for on their fake sites to get these stories out. 
and then the mainstream right-wing media picked it up and ran it as news. So how do we know that that flipped the election? Here's how. 139 million Americans voted in the election in 2016. 139 million. In those critical states that were surprised where the Electoral College where Trump won by a narrow margin over Hillary when it was expected that Hillary would win, such as Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, the margin of the Trump victory was 72,000 votes. Okay? So you have to believe that 72,000 votes weren't influenced by this million spent on this whole anti-Hillary Russian campaign. Now, what is 72,000 votes as part of 139 million? It is less than one-half of one-tenth of one percent of the total vote. I'll say that again. 72,000 out of 139 million only comes to one-half of one-tenth of one percent of the whole vote. You would have to believe that social media and television advertising has absolutely no effect on how people vote. Because you can't say, well, yeah, advertising has an effect, and then say, but it didn't have an effect by the Russians. No. If you admit that it has an effect on how people vote, then it is no stretch to say that just one half of one tenth of one percent of the entire vote was influenced by this in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And if you rationally reach that conclusion, then not only did Hillary beat Trump by three million in the popular vote, which we already know, but also won by a little bit more in which these three states, which swung the election to Trump, would not have gone for Trump. So, you can, the honest answer is, he wasn't legitimately elected. Now, you can say, well, the other factors why people voted against Hillary and for Trump. Sure, but that's all within the American political system. That's the, that's the rules we play by. That's fair. We have campaigns saying bad things about the other side, but they're all Americans. What is not permitted is another country to get involved and therefore decide who the American president will be. So that's the first thing. Trump can't live with the reality that the Russian investigation will show that he's only president because of what the Russians did. But there's a big issue. That only has to do with ego, his narcissism. He can't live with the fact that he got beaten by a woman, the whole bit. The more serious question, I would argue, is I believe that he and the, some of the people around him are owned by the Russians, and that's the scary part. And here's how it happens, because when you mention that, someone immediately says, well, how did they know that Trump would be running for president, be the presidential candidate? How do they get to that? That's not how the Russians do it. And it's historic. Putin used to be head of the um, KGB. And then when the communism fell, 
He then moved up to be head of the GRU, which is the Russian secret service, you know, the Russian uh, intelligence agency. They're the spy network for the Russians. But the techniques they use are the same. Here's what the Russians do, and they do it in many countries. And by the way, there are probably other countries that do it as well. But here's what the Russians do. There are hundreds and perhaps thousands of Americans that they follow. And what I mean by follow is this. They look for people that are going to be successful and wealthy and influential in their own fields. Hundreds, maybe thousands. They just follow people. For example, they started looking at what Trump was doing back in the 80s. But there are tons of people that they follow. And if you're real successful, they probably got somebody watching your career. I don't mean following you in the streets. I'm saying following your career. And then, throughout these last 20 or 30 years, contacts are made to see if, hey, maybe you get invited to Russia. Maybe some Russians will invest in your business. Maybe you've got a, a house you want to sell. Maybe you've got a building that needs some people to rent, and they'll rent. They'll rent these uh, facilities or these places from you. In other words, they start building up contacts with a whole host of Americans, all of it very in- innocent, because they don't know ahead of time which one of these hundreds and thousands of people they're watching is suddenly going to rise to a position of influence. Well, lo and behold, one of the people that they've been having a relationship with, the oligarchs, the powerful people in Russia, friends of Putin, one of the people of all these people that he happened to have relationships with happens to be Trump. Oh, my gosh. And he's bringing the Miss Universe pageant here. And he wants to build hotels in Russia. And uh, he needs, uh, you know, he's selling some property and we can buy some of his property for three times its worth. All kinds of stuff like that. So it was, they didn't know that Trump would be the one out of all these people to rise up. But now suddenly he's approached, he could be the Republican candidate for president. Now all of a sudden he may actually be president. Let's make sure he gets in because we got something on him. The something they have, maybe on one of his visits to Russia, they got some video of doing sexual things, or maybe they've got some business relationships, maybe some loans, maybe some things that are a little bit illegal, and they get you in. Not that they're ever going to use it, unless all of a sudden oh my God, this guy's going to be in a position of power. What do we have on him? Well, we made this deal with him. We got this video. We got this banking um, business he's doing. Jared, I mean, um, uh, well, Jared too, but also uh, Don Jr. Uh, He's got all these, he's even said publicly, we get a lot of our investment from Russia. He said that on tape, you know, on television, he said that. So all of a sudden, This is how they get to a position of influence. They've suddenly got someone. And here's what they do. They call to set up a meeting. In this case, it was at the Trump Tower. They can't lose by setting up the meeting. Why? The chances are, it's like bait. The chances are, the fish will bite. In this case, Don Jr. bit. Oh, this is great. You got stuff on Hillary? And so they show up at the meeting, 
And of course, they don't deliver any information at that meeting, but they don't have to. They now know that they bit. So there are two things that happen by showing up at that meeting. Either it gets out that they showed up at the meeting, as it did in this case, or it doesn't. But they win even if it doesn't get out. Once the Russians know that they've met with you and they've got proof that they met with you, they'll wait to use it at a time they really want. One of the times they use their contacts or whatever is when they wanted the plank, the Republican convention, the party plank uh, at their convention having to do with uh, Russia and the Ukraine when the Russians wanted um, the plank softened so that the United States wouldn't be so much for the Ukraine and would be more backing Russia, they got that switched in the uh, plank. The only part of the platform that was changed because they now had some leverage. Paul Manafort, let's get him to run the campaign. Paul Manafort? Paul Manafort, do you ever wonder how he got to be chairman of Trump's campaign? Paul Manafort had not been involved in an American political campaign for 12 years. He he was in the Ukraine. He was working for Russian uh, people, in Russian uh, politicians in the Ukraine. He had nothing to do with American politics, nothing. All of a sudden, he writes a letter to the Trump campaign, to Trump himself. I would like to run your campaign, and I'll do it for no money. Really? He was in tremendous financial trouble, as we learned later with the investigation. Why would he agree to do this for no money? Why do all these people, why does this um, Page guy suddenly get to be part of the campaign? Why does Flynn become national security advisor with his ties to Russia? You see how this all happens? And it isn't like they knew 25 years ago that Trump would be president. Of course not. But it's how they operate with all these people. They just build up a portfolio. Trust me, if you've been to Russia or the Soviet Union over the past 30 years, they know it. And if you suddenly get to a position of influence and power, they've probably got some information. I'm not saying horrible, just something on you. And that's how they operate. So my fear is, never mind getting in a discussion about who really won the election and all that, because the truth is, even though I don't believe Trump fairly won it, I don't know what the remedy is. You can't suddenly put Hillary in. So there's no remedy to that problem. We just got to try to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. But this issue is scarier. There is a reason Trump is not going after Putin and Russia. And I think I've given you the only conceivable reason beyond the narcissism, the only conceivable reason why of everything he goes after, he never goes after Russia. Russia, in a sense, has a mole in the White House. And the mole in the White House may be named Trump. And I'm going to need security on the way home. We all are. Thank you. Actually, I was thinking about that while you were talking. I was like, well, that's great. We're all being followed. Now, thank you, Jerry. <laughs> but it could be one of his relatives. Sure, sure. Well, all there's right. this guy, Joe Trump, lives down the street. I'm not going to burn. Hey, Megan, right. before you bring Alex sure. up, a quick mention. 
We love Facebook Live. We mm-hmm. love the people watch us on Facebook Live. And frankly, each week there are 1,000, 1,000, 2,000 people who check us out that way. We love it. We've had at times problem with what we, what's called auto-rotate because mm-hmm. we like to shoot this horizontally versus up and down vertical. We found three cell phones tonight. Once you went to Facebook Live, it wouldn't go horizontal. It wouldn't auto-rotate. We, we joke with Jerry a few weeks back that his maybe his grandson Richard played with a phone on a vacation. Sure, and blame my off. <laughs> And we that thought, was, was I've true. never uh, met think, personally Richard, throw him under the bus. What difference does it make? No. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a glitch we're thinking, Jimmy Pruce and I, and they were, might be something in the Facebook thing. But if you're seeing a tonight shot straight up and down, meaning a more narrow frame. I look taller. That's why. <laughs> that's the explanation. You don't look taller. No. All right. Now, this evening, we have with us Alex Salcedo. Is that correct? Salcedo? Well, welcome, Alex, of the Harmed Brothers. And we've, uh, we've had the pleasure of hearing hey, the, ha- hey. the Harmed Brothers before, and we're very happy to have you with us this evening. I'm happy to be back. I'm pretty excited. I feel like a few more times, and I can get my card punched. Right? You get yeah. the card. Yeah. <laughs> Your seventh show is free. Good. So. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. So you guys, you're getting ready to go to Europe here. Uh, yeah, uh, mid-April. Um, yeah, mid-April we're going heading on to... Going uh, Europe. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of Belgium, a little bit of Germany, uh, Netherlands, dip into Switzerland for a little bit. Um, very cool. Wow. Yeah. Good That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Cool. All right, so at the top of our show, we didn't know what, what's the name of your first song that you're going to sing for us. Uh, well, I was trying to figure that out, and I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to play you a song called Quick Quick, uh, Your Neighborhood's Hit the Big Time. Excellent. Um, it's about uh, that weird moment as a young Mexican boy where you watch the, the local news and see your neighborhood there on the, on the TV. <clears throat> so here we go. I can see her running waving from her old house I can saw the newsman shining miles away So come quick So come quick Everyone gather round Gather round the TV set Oh, we were just there Well, I looked out my window, saw the evening news I thought we could shout out to our friends if we got the real soon Said, come quick, come quick Bring your little brother, bring your little sister Oh, we were just there today They were shining gold A spotlight choking on Aquanet They brought in that cue Young new reporter Wonder how long How long she been used to death Well, don't think too long You can hear it in her breath 
You are from Portland? Uh, originally from Pico Rivera, California. You are, okay, originally yeah. from California, and then you're up in Portland, and now where, where are you based I'm, out of now? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've, been li- uh, I've been living in Salem, Oregon as, okay. of, as of late. Very cool. Quieter than Portland is. Is it? Moment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got a nice little downtown, good coffee, good beer, Very all the things cool. I need, everything else is just noise. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Would I like you, that. Would you call a, a mocha with whipped cream a candy-ass drink? Yes. That's candy. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, Alex, Alex, to be hey, fair. I'm not on anybody's peril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't drink it too much because of the coma. I yeah, right, the diabetic much. coma that yeah, it will launch yeah, you I, into. It's probably delicious. What's coma? The diabetic though. coma that it will launch you into. Oh, yeah. I've been feeling kind of weird little, here for the last half hour. <laughs> kind of tingly. I don't drink Red Bulls for the same reason. I just don't like the crash and the, and the general feeling of panic. I already... Maybe that's why I live my life in panic. There you go. Maybe knock it off the the caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, thank you. Your next song this evening is called Funnies, The Earth is Running Out of Truth. Yeah, this is um, probably the closest I've come to a political song, I suppose. Uh, This is kind of the story of a fictional old man somewhere uh, that's living in the climate that we're all in right now. And he's just trying to find a way to uh, live his life in peace, despite all of the um, things going on. We don't like to do politics here. No. <laughs> just just tomfoolery. I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> oh, Joey, won't you bring me my cane? I need to see the sky again. I don't care if it's all just steel and smog It's mine forever, long I got So Joey, won't you bring me my cake? Joey, won't you bring me my drink? And don't let me see you steal a sip 
Your grandma's ghost is watching and boy, she'll give me shit Don't let me see you steal a sip Bring me the morning news I'll take the funnies and the crossword And I'll leave the rest for you The earth is running out of truth It's running out of truth Joey, won't you bring me my grass? I know your parents and the government make it sound bad. You could have some fun, but don't get so dumb you forget how to laugh. Oh, oh Joey, won't you take my cane? Thank God I saw the sky again. It's all steel and smog, and God awful. I'm gonna miss it someday. Oh, Joey, won't you take my cane? Bring me the morning news I'll take the funnies and the crossword And I'll leave the rest for you The earth is running out of truth It's running out of truth Bring me the morning news I'll take the funnies and the arts and the crossword And I'll leave the rest for you The earth is running out of truth It's running out of truth Thank you very much. Again, that is oh. Alex Salcedo of the Harm yes. Brothers. And that if you would like to check out... A, oh, oh sorry, me. Jerry, no. go. It's your show, man. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Gene's show. We're just here. That's right, we're just yeah. here. <laughs> we're just here when it's not flooding. I, I <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Jerry's show. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just that line, uh, the earth is running out of truth. truth. Yeah, I mean, truth. that is what would be a title of a book. That is a title of a future well, rant. Look, this <laughs> is what's going on. This, this is, is what's wonderful. so cool about everything that we get to do here. Yep. Here is Alex from the West Coast. We're in Ludlow. He comes here, and this is... This is a young troubadour. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is the next generation. And there are people behind him following him. And that's what Music to Life is all about and the work we're doing with them. Yeah. Yeah. This is very exciting. And, and he's a kind of a fixture in Ludlow. Yep. When he's in the Midwest, he's, I mean, I hang out here. Yep. And he hangs out here. <laughs> so this is awesome. Yeah, but you thank you for coming yeah, this way, Alex. Thank you, for, thank you for having yeah. me. And if you'd like to hear more of Alex and the Harmed Brothers, you can go out. You can check out theharmedbrothers.com. They are starting their European tour on April 15th. Yeah. But check them out. They've got some wonderful music, and we're very happy to have you back. And uh, by the time this airs, I suppose we'll be on our uh, Midwest tour. We're going to be running through the Midwest for a few weeks, kind of getting our, our feet wet. Where are you going? So they can check that out, too. We're starting West Virginia. We'll be doing... Um, Indiana, uh, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Missouri, uh, yeah, Missouri um, uh, uh, Minnesota, pretty much anywhere with uh, barbecue and cheese curds will be There planned. you go. Yeah. Hey, and, it's and not tell, a bad way to plan a tour. <laughs> Alex, tell real fast, the Harm Brothers are how many pieces? Uh, right now we are five strong. Okay. Yeah. 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 
And they, they are also outstanding. I mean, obviously, he's good as a solo act. Yeah. And he's great voice, great yeah. writing. Uh, young Troubadour, it's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shucks, thank you. Oh, he's blushing. <laughs> well, Alex, we would like for you to sing Down by the Riverside with Mr. Jerry Springer, if you wouldn't mind. This, this may cancel your European trip. <laughs> <laughs> the Midwestern tour has been canceled. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> well, we'll leave it up to fate. Yeah. Well, he's ended bigger acts than yours. He's about to end Paul Stuckey's there career. There we go. Oh, yeah. By the way, on Sunday. So that, <laughs> yeah, watch him say, this is my list. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Gonna lay down my sword and shield.